BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same-game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get 150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms, 21 plus only. Virginia only, new customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. AirPods Pro with adaptive audio automatically keeps out the sounds you don't want to hear so you can listen to your music and lowers your music to let in the sounds you do need to hear. Hi there. Hi, what can I get you? I'll have a strawberry mango coconut probiotic smoothie with wheatgrass. Anything else? Extra wheatgrass. Here you go. AirPods Pro with adaptive audio. Available on AirPods Pro second generation when enabled. Winter is coming. Heavy rain, sleet, snow, and ice. Are your tires up for that challenge? Tread confidently in winter's worst with a set of new tires from Tire Rack. They sell only the best, like the full lineup of Kumo tires. Go to TireRack.com slash Dan. Tell them what you drive. Your tires will be shipped fast and free to you or one of over 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com slash Dan. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. You are listening to The Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. It's hour two this Wednesday. Dan and the Danettes, Dan Patrick Show. Paulie with a thought-provoking question for hour two. We're going to change the poll question. We kind of, I don't know, thought about a few of them. If I were a star player in college, I would least likely, at least like to be drafted by the Magic, the Rockets, the Kings, or the Knicks. Felt mean-spirited, but probably accurate here. Um, Magic on the clock with the number one overall pick winning the lottery last night. And the Magic have had a tough decade. One winning season over the last 10 years. Ranked in the bottom five in attendance this past year. Maybe their luck changed last night. The Magic have fared pretty well with the top pick. They had back-to-back number ones, 1992-1993. Those picks turned out to be Shaq and Chris Webber. The Magic would then go on to trade Webber for Penny Hardaway. That combination of Shaq and Penny, we thought was going to lead to some titles there. Went to the finals in 1995. Orlando's next top pick came in 04. They drafted Dwight Howard, future Hall of Famer. He was three-time defensive player of the year. Took the Magic to the finals in 2009. I don't know if you have a transcendent talent in this draft. You have some curiosities with Chet Holmgren, the seven-footer out of Gonzaga. And maybe the Magic can... uh, I don't know, resemble an NBA team, a playoff caliber team, quality team here. And uh, if they take Chet Holmgren, reunite him with his former high school teammate, Jalen Suggs, maybe there's some magic there. 
You see what I did with that, Todd? That was very clever. Thank you, Todd. Thank you. 877-3DP-SHOW, email address dp at danpatrick.com, Twitter handle at dpshow. So the poll question for hour two is the player who has the most to gain winning a championship this year. If I said Jimmy Butler, unbelievable last night, Jason Tatum, Luka Doncic, or Steph Curry. We're going to have that as the poll question for hour two. Jimmy Butler's stat line, he went for 41 Nine boards, five assists, four steals, three blocks, and didn't have a three-pointer. Oh, my gosh. He didn't score a three-pointer. He's DeMar DeRozan-like here. Since 1982, only four other players have scored at least 30 points in a playoff game and matched or exceeded those numbers in other categories. Dwayne Wade, Michael Jordan, perhaps you've heard of him. Hakeem Olajuwon, none scored more than 36. When's the last time somebody had 40 points or more in a playoff game without a three-pointer? I don't have the answer. I'm just putting it out there for Todd maybe to see if he could ask the uh, folks who take care of our stats. I'm on it. Thank you, Todd. Uh, By the way, Boston went two for 15 in the third quarter. That's 13%. And that's where the game changed last night. But... uh, I'm not surprised Miami won last night. I'm surprised that Boston was able to keep it interesting for a while without Marcus Smart and Al Horford. Probably not going to have Horford until the series goes back to Boston. Marcus Smart perhaps available for game two. I expected Miami to win last night, and they did what they were supposed to do. All right, here's the uh, question that Paulie is borrowing from Kevin Durant. He's had this on Twitter yesterday. Which centers from the 1990s, would be in the MVP conversation if they played in today's NBA? You get one answer. That's it. Now, what if you uh, repeat, if somebody has the same center, Paulie, what are the rules here? Not a center draft. It's, it's, we're going to see how much of a consensus it oh. is by the room, or not a consensus okay. is by All right, Todd, you get one center from the 90s who would be in the MVP conversation today. Hakeem the Dream Olajuwon. All right, Seton O'Connor. Hakeem the Dream Olajuwon. All righty. Marv. Dream. All right, Paulie. Hakeem Olajuwon. All right. Uh, you know I love Hakeem. He's one of my favorite players. Uh, and, and I would take him um, just because of his mobility offensively and defensively. I thought about Patrick Ewing, believe it or not, because his ability to be able to shoot that mid-range jumper in today's game is still valuable. Elijah Wan was just, I marveled at him. His footwork was that of a point guard, but he had, you know, he might be the greatest defensive player of all time. I mean, I know Bill Russell in a different generation, but Elijah Wan, uh, I think he still is the all-time leader in block shots. He might be the all-time leader in steals, him or John Stockton, which is pretty amazing for uh, a center to be in that category. But I would say Akeem Olajuwon. Did Durant say who he would pick? Because LeBron got into this conversation as well. Durant had uh, Shaq in there as one of his guys. Um, He had uh, Hakeem, and he had the Admiral, David Robinson. A lot of people like David Robinson because he ran the break very well for a big man and was a versatile little outside shot. He had back injuries that limited him, but at his peak, he was fantastic. Yeah, not a great outside shooter. Yes, he 
I don't. You know what? Actually, Katie, I don't think he had Hakeem. He had Patrick Ewing, Shaq, Patrick and David Ewing. Robinson. Oh, which is interesting. Yes, I'm sorry. You're right. LeBron had Shaq, uh, Hakeem, and the Admiral. Mm-hmm. Okay. I would love to see how Shaq would approach today's game and how the game would would approach Shaq. Because I I've maintained at some point there's going to be a a large man on on the basketball floor and nobody's going to be able to guard them because they're bigger than everybody else. And if you have Shaq in today's game, I know it's all about getting twos, but if I got a guy who I know can get me 35 and put you in foul trouble, I like that strategy. Now, you're not shooting threes. Everybody's shooting threes, but if I know every single night I got a guy that can give me 35 because nobody's going to guard him. Like, what What big man? Embiid's going to guard him? Carl Anthony Towns is going to guard him? Nobody could guard him back then. And we haven't created anybody who could rival that kind of size on the basketball floor and athleticism. Yeah, Paul? The good defensive big men right now are guys like Clint Capella. He's 6'10", 245 pounds. Uh, Robert Williams from the Celtics, 6'9", 255. Rudy Gobert? Yeah. Was tall, but not big. Yeah, they, these guys couldn't handle Shaq. How would the refs handle Shaq? Uh, hopefully better than they did back when he played. Because <laughs> it always felt like, you know, you were always going to, it felt like penalize Shaq. That guys would hit Shaq as hard as they could, and there wouldn't be fouls called. Because Shaq was so strong that he could still put it up, uh, get his shot off there. But I, Shaq would be the curiosity to see how, in today's game, he would be used. But Akeem, Akeem could play in any generation. Yeah, Paul. Do you think Patrick Ewing gets Patrick a Ewing. little bit of a raw deal as a scorer? He had seasons where he averaged 29 and 27 back-to-back. Yeah. And like you said, he had a nice you know, 10 to 12-foot baseline and up-top jumper. Yeah. I think he's, almost people still think of that, that he's defensive first. Well, that's what surprised everybody when when Ewing came into the league. He was known as a defensive player at Georgetown, and then uh, I remember John Thompson saying that Patrick can shoot. He said, "You'll find out, Patrick can shoot." And I kept thinking, "Well, why didn't you let him shoot?" <laughs> they had some shooters at Georgetown, but I kept thinking, "You know, Coach, uh, why didn't you let him shoot those jumpers there?" But yeah, Ewing Ewing was a great scorer, and in today's game, the mid range jumper, you know, he'd still be averaging. You know, somewhere 25 to 30 points. Yeah, Paul. Hakeem Olajuwon twice led the NBA in rebounds, uh, four times led it in blocks, and just missed leading in scoring one season. Mm. That would be a record. But I think Hakeem is the all-time leader in block shots. They didn't have him for Bill Russell. But that, once again, you have to have a cutoff of 1980, it feels like. The, the game changed in 1980 with Bird and Magic. Yeah, Paul. This might be shocking. Uh, Hakeem is third all-time in block shots. Shaq is fourth. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar is second. I think you'll be shocked by who the number one block shot guy of all time is. But it's not, they didn't have the numbers for Bill Russell or Will Chandler. No, this is definitely after 1980. Okay. Manute Bull. (laughs) Tim Duncan, 568. Tim Duncan. He would average like three and a half a year for 15 years. LeBron, by the way, is 10th. In block shots? Yes. <laughs> unless, really? unless the NBA website is incorrect. Wow. LeBron is uh, number one in games played. Oh, this is playoff blocks. I'm sorry, playoff blocks. Oh. But still, that's for, for LeBron. I wonder how many of those are that that like classic block from behind that he does, that chase down. Yeah. 
Well, you only needed one against Andre Gudala. Yeah, you're all right. This, I had playoff blocks up there. So, yes, Hakeem is all-time for regular season blocks. All right. Thought I was slipping there. Tim Duncan is fifth. Right. Ooh, Mark Eaton, your boy, yeah. is fourth. Yeah. Man, that's the largest guy. I, now, I, I think I was around Yao Ming once, and Yao Ming made Shaq look small, or at least normal. Mark Eaton, I remember when I saw him the first time, it's like, God, how do you go in against a guy like that? Or Sean Bradley at 7'6". Like, they're just tall. Yao Ming's the biggest guy, biggest man I've ever seen. And and it's not even close. Yeah, Paulie. I want to go back to LeBron for a second here with these playoff stats. I know he's played in a lot more games because of his age in the playoffs. He's number one in this playoffs all time. Games played, points. He's second in assists, number one in steals. He's 11th in rebounding. I'm sorry, he's, uh, he's, he's sixth in rebounding all time in playoffs. He's 10th in block shots. He's going to have almost all the playoff records. Well, when he's done, he's going to be, he'll be number one scorer of all time. He'll be up there in steals, I'm going to imagine. He'll be up there in assists. Um, I don't know what else he's, what other categories he would be in the top 10. Yeah, LeBron will be number one in points. He might be top five in assists. He'll be top 10 in steals. Yeah. <laughs> Does Is it John Stockton, the all-time leader in steals? Or is, is Akeem up there in steals? Regular season steals, it's John Stockton, Jason Kidd, Michael Jordan. Oh, perhaps you've heard of him. <laughs> Yeah, you look at the uh, block shot. Le- we don't talk about block shots anymore. That used to be a big deal. But then nobody's taking it to the hoop. If you're blocking a shot, like Jimmy Butler had a, a blocked a jumper last night. And I go, man, you don't see that very often. Yes, Tom. And now it has to be theatrical, or you have to knock it into the eighth row to get on Sports Center or something for it to be really getting any kind of attention. Thank you, Todd. Welcome. Um, behind Greg Popovich, NBA coaching seniority. So Popovich, you know, uh, emeritus, by by far, he's been coaching since 1996. Second on that list, so behind Greg Popovich for NBA coaching seniority, he started coaching in 2008. Say hello to Eric Spolstra. How about that? Third on the list. Steve Kerr. Steve Kerr started eight years ago. <laughs> He's that's seniority. You want to grow up and be an NBA head coach? I wouldn't, unless you say to your wife and kids, "Hey, we won't be very long here. Either my choice or their choice, but I won't be coaching here that long." Uh, Drew in Detroit. Hey, Drew, what's on your mind today? Hey there, Dan. Um, I love the argument about um, the NBA players of all time. Mm-hmm. Um, so they just released the 75 top players for 75 years. Yeah. But what if we just made it simpler and went from 1950 to 1980, 1980 to 2010? Steph was drafted in 2009, so you can kind of put a marker there. And then 2010 to present, and then you just rank your top 10 through those three eras. Because everything changes 25, 30 years. I agree, but people love to have that discussion, though, that you want to argue generations. I, I'm one of the few people who does this, who who got to see everybody except for Bill Russell. Got to see them in person. Um, 
and and you want to you you want to make a case for them, but you also have to be fair and understand what, what today's player or somebody from 15 years ago or 20 years ago. You know, we want to make that comparison, or you go, Bob Cousy's not a top five point guard of all time. Well, if I factor in what he did, when he did it, how he did it, the success that he had, then he is. Oh, he couldn't play now. Okay. But what he did against his fellow competitors, I have to factor that in. Bill Russell wouldn't be Bill Russell now. Wilt wouldn't be Wilt now. Wilt averaged 50 one year. It's just different. And I think you got to be fair to today's player, and you got to be fair to those who came before them. But to be able to watch Oscar in person, not just, oh, he's the triple-double guy, to watch him play. Jerry West, Walt Frazier, to see them play. And see Willis Reed or Bob Lanier or Wilt Chamberlain. Uh, John Havlicek, Bird Magic. I mean, go down the list. I don't think I missed anybody. And I mean, I didn't see Bob Pettit. I didn't see the you know players who were dominant in the early 60s. And I just missed out on Bill Russell his last year. But I got to see just about everybody else. And I love the discussion. I just think it always kind of devolves into this guy's not any good or this guy's overrated. In the moment, in their era, and that's how you compare. How good were you against your fellow competitors? That's the only thing I can go on. It's like Joe Montana. Is Joe Montana better than Tom Brady? Well, he could be. It's just Tom has the resume. I mean, Joe never lost a Super Bowl, never threw an interception in the Super Bowl. But if I look at NFC title games, you know, factoring all these things in. Tom Brady and the era which he played in, the rules that, you know, benefited him. If you watch football from the 70s or the 80s, you'd be like, my God, that's a violence. They were, they were allowed to do whatever they wanted to do to the quarterback. Or you could slap head slap an offensive lineman, or you could hold the uh, wide receiver. I mean, it was just a different game. And when you look at Montana and John Elway, would they be great today? Yes, they would be. John Elway would be unbelievable because he was such a great athlete. He'd be Josh Allen. He'd be Mahomes. But people are like, no, he wouldn't. He never threw for 30 touchdown passes. You check, you, you check the uh, roster for John Elway with, with uh, Pro Bowl players that he had at the skill position. And I'll wait because uh, I'm going to be waiting a while before you go, he didn't play with anybody who was an all-pro. Like, you know, the three amigos and Ricky Natile and Steve Sewell are not going to the Hall of Fame. But what he did, how he did it, when he did it, you know. But, but you're saying, oh, is he, you know, Dan Marino in today's game would be even better than he was back then because you can't touch him. He's got the quickest release. He had an unbelievable arm. So when you get into those discussions, it's like, well, Marino lost his only Super Bowl. Yes, he did. But if I put him in today's NFL, I'll, if you say, hey, I got Brady, uh, you, you got next pick, and I, and I have to take Dan Marino, I'll be, I, yep, I'll take Dan Marino. I'm good with that. Oh, I get Montana? Oh, I'll take that. I love the discussion, but I think you got to be fair to the, the generations there. Uh, let's take a break here. 
Phone calls coming up back after this. Dan Patrick Show. 13 years ago, our friends at Link Soul began their two-man golf tournament. Started out as a small gathering of friends. And there's such a great vibe when you're around these people at Link Soul. You know, it's about socializing, but it's about playing golf. And, you know, they have a series of events around the country. They have one in Ireland uh, that I'd love to go to. Link Soul is giving away an all-expense paid trip to the tournament for a Dan Patrick Show listener and their guest, Link Soul's hometown event at Goat Hill Park in Oceanside, California. I didn't get to play the course. I went to the course, and I loved it. It is, it's just different. It's a great vibe, and I keep using that word. But it's, it also says so much about Link Soul, their hometown of Oceanside, and you get Link Soul gear, enjoy some golf. To enter, get rules, visit linksoul.com slash Patrick and just put in your email address and your name. Log on, a chance to win, and you'll have a great time because these are great people, and we love the clothes. linksoul.com slash Patrick. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio, and you can find us on the iHeartRadio app, at FSR, or stream us live on the Peacock app. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same-game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get 150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms, 21 plus only. Virginia only, new customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. 
Hey, Doug Gottlieb here to tell you the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making the now perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new Toyota truck, like a rugged half-ton Tundra. Workhorse by nature, powerhouse by design, the Tundra combines the raw capability with premium comfort and advanced tech to fuel your wildest adventures. With the available iForce Max hybrid powertrain, you can take electrifying horsepower further than ever before. Or check out the fully redesigned Tacoma, delivering trail-dominating power and captivating style. The new Tacoma was born to make your off-roading dreams come true. With new available tech, this legendary truck is getting even better. When you buy a Toyota truck, you buy Toyota dependability, meaning your truck will hold its value long into the future. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out the amazing national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. I asked Fritzy to track this down. Most points in a game without making a three-pointer. The NBA introduced the three-point shot, 1979-1980 season. Michael Jordan, perhaps you've heard of him, had 63 in the game against Boston. Zero three-pointers. Jordan again, Jordan again, Jordan again, Jordan again. Dominique uh, against Detroit had 50, no three-pointers. Jordan again, Jordan again, Jordan again. Akeem Olajuwon against Seattle in the uh, conference semifinals had 49. Michael Jordan, Dirk Nowitzki. I was curious about Jimmy Butler going for 41 and not having a three-point shot, uh, three-point attempt. He wouldn't make it into the uh, top 10 there. But uh, Michael Jordan, quite. you imagine? Well, I don't know. If you had the three-point shot with Jordan back in the garden when he went for 63, just back then, you just didn't attempt them. It, it was sort of, uh, hey, we we have a specialist. And Boston had quite a few of them. Chris Ford made the first three-pointer. But you had guys, every team, it felt like, had one guy who would do that. And uh, you had uh, Joey Hassett, who played for the, the Celtics. I think his nickname was Sonar. How great is that That's nickname? Cool. Joey Hassett, Sonar. But uh, it felt like every team had just one guy who was shooting threes. And then, of course, now you have one guy who might shoot twos. Everybody's <laughs> shooting threes. Uh, make sure you go to danpatrick.com. Some great T-shirts. And the last week that you can pick up the fifth chime is a charm for the uh, sports Emmys, plus special Father's Day brew T-shirts. And uh, there's a, uh, a couple of Marvin-related T-shirts there. Good, You're a good sport, Marv. I hey. think you are. Oh, uh, Here I am. But when I go home, <laughs> yeah. talk about my hands one more time. Yeah. I'm going to say nothing. So we came up with a T-shirt. It's called, is it uh, Small State? You're in, you're in tiny small, hands. Yeah, you're in tiny hands <laughs> with Small State. And then there's the Burger Donalds that uh, Marv and his wife and son will go through Burger King for burgers and then fries at McDonald's, and they're located right next to each other. That's right. You know, it's no good. No good, but it's so, so good. good. <laughs> yeah. All right, some phone calls in here. We'll hear from Tiger Woods coming up. We'll talk to Brad Faxon. He's doing a great job for the Golf Channel, former uh, uh, PGA Tour uh, player. He'll join us. Had some uh, great comments about Phil Mickelson not being there. He was invited, and then he said he was going to go, and then all of a sudden decided not to go, and he's the defending champ. So it's awkward. We'll have uh, Tiger's comments on that. Coming up, your phone calls. Uh, let's see, Dan in Utah. Hi, Dan. What's on your mind today? 
Sam, thanks for getting me on. So on your 90s centers, who I think could MVP in this era, I think Rick Smith gets overlooked a little bit. The uh, the, the Dutch boy in the paint, I, he had a, what, he was 7-3, had a jump shot, had a stroke as smooth as any jump shooter that I can recall. You put him on the line, he was draining it. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, again, I think he gets overlooked. I'll hang up and listen. Would love to hear your thoughts on that. All right. Well, thank you, Dan. Well, there are a lot of guys that uh, Jack Sigma, although he wouldn't have been in the 90s, Jack Sigma did win a title with Seattle, and he was a great jump shooter. But, yeah, Rick Smith's great touch. Uh, just felt like he never played as big as he should have. That's 7-3. Sean in Oregon. Hi, Sean. Morning, Dan. You know, I hear these guys comparing the uh, the older generation to the new generation, and I agree. You know, the the older guys, you know, they, they didn't shoot as well, and they didn't practice shooting long long threes. And you know, back then there was no three pointer. I think today's players would have a harder time back then because of how slight they are. You see these guys, I don't think they'd be able to take the beating or the pounding. And I also want to bring up Arvita Sabonis. Okay. You know, we had our Venus of bonus, and if you go back to the 2000 when we should have beat the Lakers, the Lakers beat us in seven. But that was the year that things would have been changed. Scottie Pippen should have had another ring, our Vetus, all those guys. We should have won a championship here in Portland that year. That was a heartbreaker, and Portland Trailblazers never been the same since. All right. Well, thank you, Sean. We just never saw our Vetus Sabonis be the great player that he was before he came over to the United States. And, and I've told this story, but this will give you an idea of how long I've been covering the NBA. I was working at CNN back in the, uh, in the 80s, and I was told to go to the airport. And I thought, okay, what am I going to do at the airport? You're going to meet somebody, and you're going to interview them. And I said, okay. And Stan Kasten was the... GM, I think the GM or the president of the Atlanta Hawks. I guess I'm going to be interviewing somebody. Don't know who I'm going to interview. Couldn't prepare for it because they wouldn't tell me who I was interviewing. I get to the airport in Atlanta and I wait probably 45 minutes. Next thing I know, one of the largest human beings I've ever seen comes off the plane. He's not only tall, he's big. And it's Arvidas Sabonis. All of a sudden, I'm going, I don't even know. I don't know how good his English is. I don't even know what I'm asking him about. The Hawks are trying to kind of sneak him in for a workout. And I'm still wondering why I'm doing an interview with Arvidas Sabonis. He came over. He was 31 years of age as a rookie. And he was past his prime, but still able. He won great passing big man, really a a smart basketball player. But I just remember going, I don't even know what's happening here. And, you know, he eventually played for the Portland Trailblazers. But it was, you know, kind of interesting that this veil of secrecy where you're going, I don't know what I'm supposed to be doing here, but sat down with Arvidas when he first got to the United States. Yeah, Paul. There's a handful of athletes like that that you wish we would have had them in our leagues three or four or five years earlier, like Ichiro. I think he was 27, 28 when he debuted. Yeah. And he was awesome right off the bat. Warren Moon, the quarterback, if he would have gotten to the league four years earlier, can you imagine? Warren Moon, I think, is, was a 28-year-old rookie with the Oilers. There are certain athletes that you just wish we could have seen a little bit earlier. Well, Warren couldn't – they wouldn't bring in a black quarterback 
He was in the CFL. He was playing for Edmonton. He was winning Grey Cups. And I kept thinking, I remember watching him in the Rose Bowl. And then he, he wasn't going to play in the NFL. And I thought, God, he throws a beautiful pass. But it was that label. And, and I don't know if he's the, the first quarterback, black quarterback, that I remember going, wait, why, why is he not in the NFL? James Harris was one. Uh, Joe Gilliam played for the Steelers. Like there, there's certain quarterbacks, and a lot of times they would be they they turn them into wide receivers. But you know, Warren Moon was 1977 at at uh, Washington. Yeah, that was his senior year or his last year. And uh, I just thought he throws the ball really well. And I just remember he went to the CFL and he kept winning championships. I thought what. Why didn't somebody bring in Warren Moon? And then he comes in and he plays for the Oilers and Ernest Givens. They, they had such a fun team back then. Uh, I don't even know how I got started on that. Um, Arvita Sabonis. <laughs> <laughs> it's the best. Yeah. That's how the script was. That's, so. Yeah, yeah. of course. This show is uh, scripted. Our stat of the day, stats of the day, brought to you by Panini America, the official trading cards of the Dan Patrick Show. Number one pick since 2000. Anthony Davis, Kyrie, Derek Rose, Dwight Howard, LeBron. I'd put them in their own category. The very good player, borderline star, Anthony Edwards. He's going to be a star. And wait till you see him act in Adam Sandler's movie. Trust me, I saw the rough cut of this movie a couple of months ago. You forget Anthony Edwards is a, a basketball player. He's really good. Really good. Carl Anthony Towns, Blake Griffin, John Wall, Yao Ming. I don't know. Can I put John Wall in there? Yeah, Paul. All of them for time, at a different time in their career were like stars or budding stars. John Wall went to a bunch of, you know, he came in really hot and a yeah. bunch of all-star games. Yao Ming was a superstar for a few years. Blake Griffin felt yeah. like a superstar for like five, six years. Yeah, I'm fine with the other people. I just don't know about John Wall. Didn't we talk to John Wall? He was in the car with his mom going to his press conference. Yep. He was either being introduced or he was leaving Kentucky. Uh, let's see, who else? Solid player, good career. Andrew Wiggins, number one pick. Andre Bargnani. Andrew Wiggins is having sort of a resurgence here. Andrew Bogut and Kenyon Martin. All right, decent careers. I don't know if Andre Bargnani to Toronto had a great career, good career. Uh, disappointment, bust, or incomplete. Zion? I'll just say he's incomplete. Markel Foltz, disappointment. Ben Simmons, incomplete. Anthony Bennett, bust. Greg Oden, bust. Kwame Brown, bust. So that's since 2000. There's no guarantee. I just remember Anthony Bennett. And, and you know, when somebody, I, I was like, wow, Anthony Bennett's going to go number one? And I go, Wait, he played at UNLV, and then you remember watching UNLV games, and when you watch a game and you you can't figure out who's the best player on the team, and I thought, Anthony Bennett, I don't think he does anything really well. Yeah, Mark? You watch UNLV games? Well, I did watch because I wanted to see who Anthony Bennett was. Yeah, Paul? Anthony Bennett, though, if you just took a picture of him, you're like, Ooh, who's that guy? He, he, he was jacked. He was big. He, was, yeah. he looked the part. He yeah. didn't play the part. No, he didn't. 
But I kept thinking, he's going to go number one. And I don't know what he does well. I once said that to a producer of mine. I don't know what you do well. Did you get lose your job then, Paulie? That that's the guy who replaced me at ESPN. Yeah, yeah, long time ago. And I, you know, I was probably I wasn't fair to this person because I kept thinking, "Wow, you're taking over for Paulie. You must be really good." It all worked out. It did. I'm I'm grinning from ear to ear. Yes, you are, and rightfully so. I still don't know what he does well. That's a long time ago. Not talking about anybody in this room, by the way. <laughs> Yes, Seaton, you look like you're ready to say something, but you know you shouldn't say something. No, no. I don't, you, actually, what I want to talk about is, did you see uh, uh, Steve Kerr and Jason Kidd? They're firing a little. Well, Jason Kidd's firing shots at Steve Kerr. It's kind of amusing. About what? Did he call him overrated? <laughs> <laughs> Steve Kerr said uh, about facing Jason Kidd as a player, the biggest thing I remember about Jason was just the overwhelming speed and force. Brilliant player. Okay. And uh, Jason Kidd said... Uh, I remember facing Steve. He had Michael Jordan. <laughs> okay. That is great. <laughs> Let's go. That That is. Yeah, I remember facing that Steve. That is funny. He had Michael Jordan. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. I'm ready now. Yeah. It's not like Steve and Jason Kidd squared off against each other. That very was the often. showdown you were yeah. watching. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, like Luca and Steph Curry or something. Man, wait till Steve Kerr gets a hold of Jason Kidd. Yeah, Paul. I'm watching the video and Kidd's laughing the entire time. He's got a big grin as he's about to say it. And all the reporters start laughing. That's great. That's it's, a great shot. That's a great yeah. line. And you know what? All Steve Kerr has to say, uh, Oh, hold on, J. Kid. I, I got all of these rings that I got to... Oh, oh, my back is so sore from carrying all these rings here. I, I'm sorry, Jay. You got one? Is that what you have? Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I remember when I won my first one. And then after about five or six, I kind of lost track. Yeah, Paul. It'd be great if Chris like, I have six, seven, six. I, I can't <laughs> but, keep track of my rings. They're all over the place. Yeah. That's uh. when somebody goes... How many cars do you have? And you go, ah, oh, God, I'm not, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> That's when you have too many cars. When you go, how many, uh, how many championship rings? I don't know. Seven, eight. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I just found myself uh, recently reading some car reviews. Yeah. And the, uh, you know, like you get down into the comments sometimes. It's really interesting. And it can send you into a rabbit hole of just all of this stuff. And this one person was talking about how they were looking at this Porsche. Because they didn't no, want No, no, no. Porsche. Sorry, they're looking at this Porsche uh, panorama or whatever it's oh, called. Yeah. yeah. And uh, he bought that because uh, he just didn't want to put that many miles on his Ferrari. <laughs> <laughs> you're like, oh, okay. <laughs> and so far, it's held up well. It's done well. And you're like, dude. <laughs> but that's what happens when you see a Porsche or a sports car broken down on the side of the road. People will drive by and honk and yeah. yell. Like, like, yeah, you deserve that. <laughs> Poor guy, got a flat tire in his Porsche. All right, we'll come back. Phone calls after this. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. Mike check. Mike check. Do you want exclusive insight from the biggest names in the sports game? What's good? This is national champion and former pro baller Chris Johnson. 
but let me tell you a little bit about my new series, KJ Live. KJ Live is the only show featuring me going one-on-one with the brightest basketball minds on the planet to get the real. And when I say real, I mean that real. I got legendary Hall of Famers, elite coaches, and the top basketball insiders bringing you a unique perspective on all things hoops culture that you will not find anywhere else. So make your next move your best move and tap in with me on KJ Live wherever you get your podcast from. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City Featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same-game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get 150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms, 21 plus only. Virginia only, new customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the Metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly... Patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Hey guys, Mario Lopez here to tell you the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain from the road to the trails. And with plenty of passenger and cargo space, plus available tech like wireless charging, you and your entire crew can stay connected. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander with three spacious rows of seating for up to eight passengers. And with available features like the panoramic moonroof, you can sit back, enjoy the wide-open views with your whole family. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and save on gas. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on RAVs, Highlanders, and more when you visit biotoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. We'll hear from Tiger Woods coming up top of next hour. And he's chatty. 
you ask him about his injury and rehab, and he's Chatty Cathy, if you're old enough to remember Chatty Cathy. Remember that doll where you'd pull the string and Chatty Cathy would talk to you? Todd, do you remember that? I do remember that doll. Yeah. You didn't have that doll, did though. did not. Okay. Because you didn't have any girls, girlfriends, exactly. so maybe Chatty Cathy was the only girl you it had was in your life. It was a good plan. <laughs> yes. You'd be in your room with your mom when you were in college, and you'd just hear another voice in there. And be... Who wants milk and cookies? I'm 20. <laughs> we're going to keep doing this? Make sure you keep the door open halfway. Oh, my God. Uh, what are you guys doing in there? Your mom loves you, though. She does. She means she, well. That's too what much. she likes to say. She means well. Yeah, she does. Despite of all the aggravation that's caused, means well. But when you meet Todd's mom, that explains a lot. All we can it. talk pretty fast. Pretty, pretty much explains everything. And she'll pretty much share anything yes, and everything she will. going on. Yes. Even when you, you tell her that you don't want to hear it, she'll go, I, I have a story about Todd. And, oh, he gets so embarrassed. I'll go, maybe you shouldn't tell me. And then she tells me. She told me as a baby i was nicknamed by my dad big oogs like oogs is in ugly and anytime that anyone wanted to peek into the carriage she'd always tell them i'm sleeping even if i was wide awake no no he's sleeping oh, let me see the baby he's sleeping and they just put the blanket over me while i'm sweating wait your dad called you ugly big oogs big oogs that was the nickname I was, I was an ugly baby and my mom would never let anyone look at me oh he's sleeping maybe another time yeah Paul. to be fair why don't we each on this side bring in baby pictures and you judge who was the best-looking baby, just visually. Because okay. you know? maybe Todd's wrong. Maybe he was cute. Mm. It became cute over time, I think. But when I was really, really little, <laughs> it was bad. But you know what? Sometimes a baby is cute but not good-looking. You know, you look different. Interesting. And you can always tell sometimes when somebody will go, Oh, uh, that a boy? And then you go, yeah, 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 yeah. Wait, he's got a big head. Yeah, he, yeah, he does. He does. Yeah, Paul. By the way, new moms have very little sense of humor about such things. Yeah. One of my uh, wife's best friends had a baby, and we met the baby when it was probably six days old, seven days old. It had, like, hair on the sides and no hair on top, the opposite of what a lot of babies have. It's called a fritzy. Yeah, no offense. <laughs> wow. Had a, kind of had, had an Ed Asner thing going on. Oh. And I go, uh, your baby looks like a 75-year-old man. I thought oh, it was no, a good that's joke. that's not good. Didn't go over well. No, that's not it's good. Still, and it's still out there yeah. 10 years later. Didn't go over well. And, and you're trying to compliment sometimes, and then you don't even know what you're supposed to say. Like sometimes I would call my son Pumpkinhead because he had a big head. But but I would, you know, and then I would see a baby and, you know, have a big head. But, you know, healthy. Go, oh, you big pumpkin head. And then my wife would go, yeah, you shouldn't say that. You can't see. My kid for like the first day or two of his life, I don't remember, that whole week was kind of a blur. It looked exactly like a mini Danny DeVito. We were like, whoa, what the heck? <laughs> like, they, like they show you your kid and you're like, here you go. And I'm like, this? Yeah. Really? Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, that one's rough. Like, wow. All right. Yes, Don. My daughter was very pudgy, and I kind of called her Buddy Hackett. I'm dating myself. But there's an old Jewish comedian that was just pudgy and That's not, not good. short and like rolls. She had like a lot of rolls on her arms and legs, and we didn't know what was going to happen. Yeah. And meanwhile, you're upset about big oogs. Big oogs. Oh, let's see the baby. No, no, no. He's napping. <laughs> He's sleeping. <laughs> napping. Big oogs. Yeah, Paul. Back we, Thursday. We've discussed this before. If a baby is ugly, you just say it's adorable. adorable. Yeah. Because you can adore an ugly person. 
Because you still love them. Yes. Yeah, but all all babies for a little while are kind of ugly. Um, I mean, they're kind of like it takes a couple months for them to really start. I don't know if they're filling out their shape. Ugly. They're just they're they're still forming. Yeah. They're, you know, a little still pliable. odd, a little odd looking. Yeah. None of none. No baby comes right out, and you're like gorgeous. Look at this thing. It's gorgeous. Yeah. <laughs> Yay, kids! Yeah. Oh, don't worry. When my son came out, who the hell's ears? Did... <laughs> what the hell were you doing? Yeah. Um, the mailman. Big oogs. Big oogs. My brother was Moonface. Another lovely nickname that my dad came up with. Yeah, but I could see that with big, your brother. Yeah, big wide face head. Yeah. Moonface and Big Oogs coming down the street. Your your brother was the original Big Head Todd yes. in the monsters. How could you guys be making these jokes? <laughs> That's my Jim Gaffigan. <gasps> how, how you guys shouldn't be making these jokes? It's terrible. But it's really easy to make fun of your own kids. When you make fun of other people's oh, kids, that's when you're in trouble. But if you, you make fun that. of your kids in front of somebody else, and then they're like, "Did you hear how he was talking to?" <laughs> well, when I first met your wife, when she, you you were first dating her, I remember how I would speak to my son. And then I think she said to you, "I can't believe that's how he speaks to his son." <laughs> yeah, we went out for wings. Yeah, and you. <laughs> You you made a your son was probably fifteen, I would say fourteen, yeah, something like that. And you made a joke to your son, and then he goes, "I can't believe you said that to his son." No, I go, "I think they're pretty close." Yes, yes, he's got a good sense of humor. <laughs> good sense of humor. He better. And they returned fire on me, so it's okay. Fine with it. Stop being so sensitive, Todd. Exactly. Big oops. Get over it. Yeah, Jeff in Detroit. Hey, Jeff, what's on your mind today? Oh. Though one time for chat row, listen, you ever want to piss somebody off? Tell them Bill Lambert was the first shooting big man to ever come out of the NBA. I love doing that. Mm. Listen, Dan, my question is actually, you know what? Big props to yesterday. You got the whole club on bump, man. We had we had a little thing where we were talking about um, you know, positions and positionalist players, and that topic came up about LeBron, Draymond Green, because I said the the offense usually flows through Draymond. So why wouldn't he be listed as a point guard or LeBron as a point guard? Which brought me to the thing, why is Tim Duncan listed as a four? You know, and he pretty much guarded most centers. Had another question for you. One to five, who made the worst mistake during the draft outside of uh, the Sam Bowie, uh, Michael Jordan thing? Because that uh, us not getting Carmelo Anthony and Darko Milicic, which was not on the list that you just said, mm. why? I have clue, but yeah, man, that he was the worst, especially when you promised the guy he was coming. The only thing that happened, we ended up winning the championship and it kind of covered it up. But how many championships would we have won if Carmelo was in Detroit at that time? All right. Well, thank you, Jeff. Tim Duncan did not want to be listed as a center, if memory serves me correctly. Uh, Anthony Davis doesn't want to be listed as a center. And it might be because you got a better chance to make the All-NBA because there'd be two forward positions as opposed to just one center position. You didn't put Darko uh, Milicic on uh, this list here, Paulie? I think he's... Uh, he wasn't a uh, number one overall draft pick. He was second? Yeah. And then Mello went third? Yep. Yeah. But the Pistons told Mello they were going to take him? Yeah. Ouch. I would say a big one, and this is not a number one all draft pick, 
But if, if somehow Golden State would have passed on Steph Curry and he would have gone to the Knicks. But I don't know if he would have been Steph Curry, though. Let's say he was 75% of him. Holy cow. Yeah. Or if Minnesota had taken him. They took Ricky Rubio and Johnny Flynn. They had two chances to imagine that. All right, you whiffed one once on Steph Curry. They whiffed back to back. Final hour coming up. We'll hear from Tiger Woods. One more item. We close out hour two, and what an hour it was. Stiefel's here to help you. Well, help me do what? Well, let's say you change jobs, considering retirement. We all have different ideas about success. We achieve it at different times in different ways. Maybe it's time to start thinking about your investment portfolios, retirement accounts. And retirement's a big deal. When it comes to investing for retirement, you can't make mistakes. You shouldn't do it alone. For over 130 years, Stiefel Financial Advisors have helped clients like you create personalized retirement plans, understand the options for claiming Social Security, and implement an investment portfolio designed around your needs. That's just the start. As a client, you have access to Stiefel's award-winning equity research and investment strategy views. That enables you to make informed decisions regarding your hard-earned wealth. Invest in your success. Find a Stiefel financial advisor at Stiefel.com. That's S-T-I-F-E-L, Stiefel.com, Stiefel, Nicholas & Company, Incorporated, member SIPC and NYSE. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80, live March 20th from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Managing your diabetes just got easier. The powerful new Dexcom G7 lets you see your glucose numbers on your compatible watch and phone without finger sticks. And because Dexcom G7 is the most accurate CGM system, you can be confident in your food, exercise, and medication decisions. And all those decisions can lead to big results, like more time in range and lower A1C. Get started at Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com slash compatibility. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. This is Tracy V. Wilson from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a Corolla built just for you. Check out more national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places.